Hey, Dad. 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 Hello, welcome to Dadmen, the podcast for dads by dads. I think that's the catchphrase that we're workshopping this week, Ryan. Um, and I am joined I like uh, by my co-hosts, Ryan Hartnett, and I am Brendan Collins. This week, we're going to be talking about dads and friends. What's it like to have friends as a dad? Uh, the good, the bad, the ugly, everything in between. Uh, and we'll get into it in just a sec. But first, we like to start off every episode with a little recap of the lives of our children in the past week. So, Ryan, what's the best and worst thing that happened to your little man, Falcon, this week? Yeah, Falcon. Uh, hey, Brendan. Good to, good to be talking to you again. Good to talk uh, to you. Yeah, Falcon had a great week. Uh, I think the highlight probably came yesterday uh, at the zoo. Uh, it was a Halloween party. Boo, boo at the zoo. Boo at the zoo. Uh, which we took a, as an occasion for a reunion of our prenatal group. Um, we attended a real special prenatal group at the University um, of California, San Francisco, UCSF, uh, where we spent uh, a lot of Friday mornings with these uh, other couples, all first-time parents. Um, four of us showed up yesterday at the zoo, and the kids absolutely loved it. Uh, Falcon was dressed as an artist, and he totally killed it. He really just looked the part. Yeah, not just an artist, but he had a beret. He had a curly Q mustache painted on. Yes, he was quite yes. quite the sight to behold. He was he was, and he really just gave a lot of steely, steely, yes. savvy French looks. Yeah, he, it was, it and was he great. had a baguette and an accordion. <laughs> and he, he smoked cigarettes in that weird way where you kind of pinch it together with two fingers and yes <laughs> you know, that's right it's very strange yeah yeah it got a lot of looks uh, a lot of stares at the zoo from the other parents but you know we'll take it when you're that uh, cool it's a great costume exactly um but we rode the carousel we had a great time we capped it off with a reunion photo where um there was actually another, uh, there's another baby in the group also named Falcon. Oh my goodness. Uh, who, was, um, who was just uh, breaking down crying during the photo op. Uh, well, uh, Falcon uh, gave a big steely grin and said, cheese. And, and I just, uh, yeah, you know, you, uh, he'll be the one crying next time. But this time we really enjoyed it. Um, that is true. So that was definitely the high point. I think that the, the low point had to be um, a little bit of sleep regression this week. It never... Um, uh, fails to to surprise me how uh, even when you think you got it figured out on sleep, uh, some you know it just doesn't. It's not the same every week. Um, and so he woke up in the middle of the night a few nights in a row this week. Um, Monday night took two hours to get him back down to sleep. Um, and and he, he's always testing, right? He's I think we've talked about this. He's like a velociraptor testing yes. testing the defenses of the the electric fence, and he uh, will break you down like you are in. Guantanamo and he is interrogating you and he you know and before we knew it there we were laying down on the floor in the dark next to his crib uh, so that he would uh, settle in and go down to sleep and then sneaking out you know 10 minutes later he's snoring um, but uh, uh, you know he then all of a sudden like this is crazy what, what, what about the sleep training we did I can't believe I'm lying here on the floor uh, reading my phone next to his crib and so we we broke that habit by the end of the week 
Um, but he's always looking for that 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 uh, that that extra support for sleep. Always looking for it. Well, you're good parents. Um, well, for what's her name, I gotta yeah. say this is quite the banner week because she sprouted her first two tiny little teeth coming out of her Aww. bottom gum, and uh, they're not much now. Like they're kind of barely there, but you yeah. can definitely feel them with your finger. Number one. Uh, number two, feeding her solids with a spoon. It like there's some serious resistance there when she chomps down. Yeah, to yank the spoon out, and she just won't let go. And I was thinking how strange it is, just from like, you know, this is thoughts you have usually at two a.m. in a dorm room in college. But it's like it's so weird that humans grow bones that are visible externally. You know? <laughs> And it's like, how, are, how is growing teeth, like mammals growing teeth, how is that really any different when you think about it from growing like antlers or horns? Yeah. It yeah. really isn't too far off, you know? It's still bone growing out of a skull. Oh, when you put it that way, did she, do, was she aware? Does she, is, does she know what's going on? Is she feeling a little pain? She's feeling a little pain. She had some, some funky sleep, nighttime sleep issues because presumably of the pain. But overall, it's got to be, if we've, you know, if this is the worst of it, um, then we have made out like bandits. So that was a nice, a nice little milestone that we hit today. Congratulations. Um, What's her name? I think we mentioned in the first episode that she wasn't teething yet, and now she's definitely teething. Um, Yeah. So that was the high. The low, my goodness, was it a low. Uh, Last weekend, we were visiting friends over in Queens, and we decided to take the amazing East River Ferry here in New York which is incredible. They're all brand new. The view is amazing. Uh, and we had a great day out with our friends on our way back, taking the ferry. Uh, What's-Her-Name decided to have what I can only describe is a Armageddon of diarrhea in the car seat. Um, and it was like a super fun sight. It was so horrible. <laughs> and we had to change her. We had to take the car seat apart and put her back in the stroller I had to carry her, you know, put her in the Bjorni carrier thing. She was wait, wait, wait. So it it got out of not just the diaper, but oh yeah. So she was in the car seat, and Armageddon befell us. The car seat then (laughs) was rendered almost entirely destroyed. Uh, We had to scrub as much as we could out of it. In the moment, Uh, we put I think a big plastic bag down so that she would not have to sit in her own. Uh, creation. Oh no! Um, and it was re- like she was crying like crazy because we had to change her in in public, oh. and it was very very visible. Uh, like it was one of those scenes where if you didn't have kids and you walked past these two parents doing this in public, you would you wouldn't be that wrong to think to judge immediately of just like oh those are terrible parents. Um, the montage that comes to mind are, is the meteor shower from the movie Armageddon, you know, streaming overhead in yes. Paris and New York City, cut with what's her name, just going it through was this pretty awful bad. It, experience. I, it's, it's funny you say that. It was Paris. as bad as most of Michael Bay's movies. It was that bad. <laughs> hey, Dad! So on today's episode, we're going to talk about your dynamic with friends once you have kids. Uh, and that dynamic changes a huge amount. Uh, you know, there's the obvious, uh, the kind of perceptions that you might expect from your friends about 
how you're going to change uh, once you become a mm-hmm. dad. Um, things like having way less free time, being way less fun, uh, and this sense that um, you know something has been lost forever, that you are no longer going to be friends in the way you once were. Um, and so uh, we're going to talk about, is this true? What has our actual experience been? Um, and uh, as well, what is it like uh, once you're a parent and enter that new world of potential new friends who are also dads? Mm. So to, to lead it off, let's talk about uh, life with our, our, our existing friends, um, you know, in the fold for however, however many years um, and then we go and screw things up by bringing a kid into the mix. We had a good uh, thing, and we ruined we had, it. And we ruined it, right? I mean, we used to go out weeknights, work nights, didn't matter, uh, right? On a school night. It was just now that seems crazy. So tell, tell us, Brent, what what's your experience been? Is it true? Uh, is it true what they say that, you know, you're basically no fun anymore and there's no reason to call you up and say, hey, the guys are going out. You want to come out? I think the... And this is very broadly generalizing. I'm t- we're, t- we're, t- we're talking about friends of ours who don't have kids talking, thinking about us, right? And, why, well, and is that because, uh, I don't know if you're in the same situation as we are, but we uh, are somewhat on the leading edge of friends in our cohort having fr- uh, children. Uh, there are not a lot of other dads within the existing sort of friend base. I'm in the same camp. Yeah. We, are, we are towards the vanguard in terms of child having. Yep. Um, and I think it mostly falls into two camps, the, the person, like how your friends change. So there's the, and this doesn't really happen at all of just kind of active, uh, you know, letting you know to your face that things have changed. <laughs> um, and this is stuff like, uh, you're unsure how to make small talk with your friend who has a new kid. Um, you know, you think all they want to talk about is their kid. You know, you don't know how to interact with the you kid. Don't know how to interact with their kid. Am I supposed yeah. to be the cool uncle? Am I? Are we close enough friends where your kids are going to call me uncle, even though we're not related? You know, Why are they not laughing at my jokes? Right, yes, I, my face is making a very funny face right now. How dare you not laugh? So that kind of stuff is pretty common. I think what's what's but what's much more kind of uh, it can get under your skin. Uh, and again, none of this is malicious, right? Uh, none of this is intentional. To be to be mean or hurtful or cutting or anything like that, but it's it's the little stuff. It's um, you know, occasionally you won't get cc'd on a big party email thread. Um, mm-hmm. It's things like, uh, you know, just always having this idea in your head that oh, I, we might not be able to loop X and Y into this thing that we're planning on doing or this get together we're planning on having uh, because of what's her name. Uh, she will throw a wrench in any gears of planning. Um, and that happens, I think, even more than the first bucket I mentioned. Um, yeah, yeah. So it, it changes a lot of things about how you then have to come back at it and say, no, this is not the case. Or if, if you are that kind of... Well, are they right? Yeah. Has, has the bar changed for, for you and, and Aaron as far as what it's going to take to get you to go out on a, any given Friday or Saturday night? Oh, yeah. It has to have now some kind of X factor attached to it. So it's either a rare occurrence, like a birthday maybe, um, mm-hmm. or if someone's in... T- like for work, like for a happy hour, if someone's in town who I never see... That would be great. Someone from another office, um, but it would, yeah, it, it now has to have some kind of aspect of exclusivity to it, for mm-hmm. it to be like a no-brainer pull out the door. Um, and that's mostly because I 
don't want to leave my lovely wife with all of the nighttime and evening duties. Uh, yeah. Uh, because, you know, what's her name goes down, she's asleep by 7.15, 7.30 most nights. Right, right. Uh, and so after that, you're, we're kind of just here twiddling our thumbs, maybe cooking, maybe reading, maybe watching some Stranger Things. Uh, you know, it's, it's pretty nice. But that lead up to when she goes down is best done as a two-person operation, just so that everyone's yep. healthy and sane, you know? Yep, um, yep. And so even when I do go out, even when I've sort of gotten dispensation, and my wife would, would agree with me, it still feels when you're out of a little bit almost guilty. You're like, should I be having this much fun that I'm not at home? Um, but that being said, that brings me back to the original point of it, the thing that you're at, the thing that you're attending, uh, that ha has gotten you to leave your house has to have some kind of special thing to it. And how much, but how much of that feeling of guilt, um, is there anything else in there? I mean, my experience has been also a feeling of, um, even if, uh, Allison's at home looking after him. While he sleeps, or maybe we have sprung for a babysitter, uh, which does require a special occasion at, at twenty dollars an hour. Um, <laughs> yes. But uh, even then, there's the awareness that there's going to be no babysitter there in the morning, and uh, right. you know you're, you're going to want to take it a little bit easier than you might have before. That is absolutely the case. Yeah, because I, I was thinking about that the other day because um, my office sent out the like you know big annual December holiday party invitation email. And I was thinking like, oh, in years past, uh, you know, Aaron and I would have gone and just cut loose and had a great time. But now that there, there is a bit where we are having a, a babysitter, I think grandma's going to watch uh, what's her name, which is nice. Um, but also to your exact point, Ryan, of like, I will never really be able to cut loose in a way that is respectful to the other person. Right raising this child. Yes, I, I do remember one night early on, uh, Falcon couldn't have been more than six months old, and we were due down at Allison's parents uh, relatively early the next day, and I had dispensation to go out for the night, and uh, went out a little too hard, perhaps, and uh, woke up... <laughs> I think I remember the story. Actually. Woke up uh, more hungover. I mean, I had not gone out, uh, you know, in six, eight months at that point uh, than I had been in a very long time. Um, and I... This, this, is, this is embarrassing, but I remember the ride down to Allison's parents, which is very uh, windy down Highway 1 south from San Francisco to where they live in Half Moon Bay. That windy, high cliff road over the Pacific, absolutely beautiful. I'm actually sitting in the back next to Falcon in his car seat. He's kind of leaning forward like, what's wrong with Daddy? Why is his head in the yeah. hands? Uh, and, uh, and, and, and I threw up in a, in a plastic bag in the back. Uh, and I had a plastic bag because I knew it was going to happen. It was uh, a really, really maybe my lowest moment as a parent. Well, uh, a failure to plan is planning to fail. So <laughs> I applaud you there. It is strangely that, it, that sort of ups your dad bona fides by knowing that you are strongly likely to vomit on this trip. <laughs> Therefore, I'd better be prepared. Um, oh, yeah, I hear you. But then after that event was done, did you think, oh man, that was worth it? Or did you think no. I made a huge mistake? 
No, the, 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 the more embarrassing part of it, perhaps, is that I was in for the night at 10.30, <laughs> but had just gone too fast, uh, too far, too fast. Oh, uh, it sounds like so you, you turned 15 and went to a high school party. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. I forgot that part of it. So it wasn't even that epic a night. Oh, man. Um, but yep, I, think, to be I think if, yeah, now that the bar for going out has changed, I do think just how going out at my own sort of pace was the normal, and that was what I was used to. Will this get normal? Yeah, especially as our friends join us, right, in this parenting uh, endeavor. I, I think it will. I think it will. It'll look a little different. Um, I mean, well, tell me this. How, how has that time, you know, you mentioned feeling a little bit guilty at times, but say you've got a babysitter, say you're both out, or, or how does your time with your friends changed? Um, the time with my friends, that has changed in a similar way where, and we mentioned it kind of right at the top of the show, it's this idea that they have this new sort of filter through which they view you at all times as a new parent. Um, and so when I am out, it is mostly like putting on an old pair of shoes, um, but there is something a little different, you know. Mm. Uh, usually it helps if I'm out with my with Aaron, um, because then as kind of a one-two punch, uh, the friends sort of hear the dog whistle that, oh, you know, mom and dad are off duty tonight. We can let them go. We can let them do kind of whatever. Um, but it's interesting. I mean, people don't necessarily think that I have less fun now because I'm still the same person. I just, maybe the amount of fun I'm sort of meant, you know, allowed to have in a given week has changed. Right, just because I can't go out on a school night. Right, but um, your capacity for fun has not changed. My capacity for fun is undiminished, and, and it might even to your point around. of right to your point of when you went out uh, because you had dispensation, you went out and you went out hard. Right, um, I am kind of more inclined to do that now. Right, mm -hmm. um, it's a it's a double edged sword of I want to go out and I want to have a great time in as little physical time as I can, right? You want to pack as much of a punch into that two-hour window or three-hour window as you can. Um, but also, you always have to remember that when you come home, you are responsible for not only your child in the morning, but also for fact, like, you can't make the other parent feel ashamed or embarrassed or, like, you know, or shortchange them in, their, in your duties of, of what you got to do the next morning. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, you know, it's been interesting. I think I, I'd agree with you largely that my capacity for fun and my eagerness for it, if anything, has only gone up uh, right. <laughs> on those occasions when I'm out, clearly. Um, and yet there are other occasions uh, where if we're out together with Falcon, we actually bring him to the occasion. And I will say we do more daytime socializing than we used to do. You know, we oh, arrange yeah. get-togethers with friends in the park uh, where we're going to be anyway and just kind of text around and say, hey, why don't you, why don't you come by? Um, and, uh, you know, for the most part, with maybe a single exception I can think of, pretty much every friend has embraced this new member of the tribe um, and really takes to Falcon, enjoys him, um, gives gives us a little bit. Uh, I mean, I obviously take pleasure in other people taking pleasure in his company. Uh, he can be, or you know, can he can really ham it up and 
kind of get you know charm people. Uh, he is quite the ham, and and that that's really satisfying. Um, I will say on other occasions where we're maybe at a dinner party, um, we're there together, and depending on whose who sort of primary friend is hosting that dinner party, myself or Allison, one of us is more likely to be more on primary Falcon duty, and. Uh, I think of a Rosh Hashanah dinner we went to not too long ago where I was looking after him for much of, of the dinner party. Uh, he was largely independent and fine, but not when it was time to sit down and have dinner. Right. Um, <laughs> he was not interested in sitting at the table with 10 adults, most of whom he didn't know very well. Um, so he wanted to be off in the living room playing with uh, a ball. And so that's where I found myself. And um, sometimes it, that can be oddly liberating if you want to get away for a minute, uh, right? Um, There's something attractive about that. But then other times it uh, feels like you're just not really participating. Right. You're there, but you're not really there. Right. Right. Uh, I think so. I think that you you hit it kind of right on the head of, you know, our our primary way of seeing friends is exactly that. It's instead of going fishing, we just set a trap. You know, we bring invite people over all the time now. And it's great. I've always loved doing it even before we had what's her name, but it's so nice to get up on a Saturday morning and know, okay, the only thing I have to worry about is, you know, do we have enough bagels and cream cheese yep. and maybe eggs and bacon for this brunch that we're going to host today. And that's great. Like as far, there's no need to worry about a babysitter. There's no need to worry about, do we have enough bottles for the trip? Do we have X, Y, and Z? It's so nice to have people come to you. And I think some of my best advice for friends of new parents is go over there and bring food because you are doing them a huge favor. Yeah. Uh, because that's what they're going to have to get used to. You know, it's, it is, you are much more of a homebody now that you have a person in your family who rarely leaves the house, you know? And you've got the, I mean, I, I would say we always preferred when people came to our house, uh, even before having Falcon. And now we've got the best excuse in the world. Oh, it is the um, best excuse. And I, I realize also you're right. I'm not breaking new ground here by saying having people over to your house is better than going <laughs> to their house. Yes. Uh, but I think with a kid, uh, you get to, in our case, we get to show off what's her name. We get to recuse ourselves for 10, 15 minutes if it's you know, nap time or if we have to quickly change her. Uh, and the party just keeps on rolling. Our party is generous, right? Um, very casual <laughs> get-together. <laughs> yeah. Dad! Something that scares a lot of dads is the prospect of making new friends with other dads. And uh, Ryan, I know you've been in this game about a year longer than I have, but it still seems kind of scary. I mean, not scary. Annoying is the word I would use. Um, Because, you know, you think in, in your whole life, the history of making friends, you've made friends with your friends by some kind of shared commonality, whether that is your interest, like you both enjoy, you know, movies or sports or whatever, or uh, a shared experience, like you were both on the baseball team, or uh, you were both on some some sports team, you know, uh, some other sports team. But with making dad friends, the only thing you have in common is not some kind of special thing. It is the thing you have in common is that you both done the most common thing in human history, which is have kids. And that's not that compelling of a reason to make friends with someone for so i haven't had to do very much dad intro small talk friend making yet 
it's started to creep in more and more as we dip our toes more with what's her name out into the real world. Um, and for the most part, people are nice, right? Like I'm not worried about meeting true jerks, but you know, I'm at the point in my life where I've got like a pretty solid crew of friends and do I need new friends? And I know I'm just staring like I'm just laughing in the face of what is about to happen in my life. Yes. But I, you know, I know that things are going to change. I know I'm going to have to make friends with, with other dads, but any sort of advice that you have would be huge for me. Well, I, I have no advice for you, Brendan, because I, uh, <laughs> and, and this is not an advice show also. <laughs> well, I can tell you what my experience has been. I mean, uh, you know, I think it's not unheard of that, um, as you grow older, you make fewer friends, right? You carry a history of friends with you. Um, and, and then you probably are not making them as your, your, your time is, is so compact with their existing friends, with your work, with your, with your, uh, family. Um, and so to, to kind of carve out that space is no different than carving out space for any new friend, except I will say, uh, well, perhaps it is not unusual to have it in common that you're both fathers, um, it is fun to talk about your kids, and and you know it it uh, especially for you and me because we come from friend groups where there aren't a lot of parents yet. Um, that is uh, that's kind of a fun outlet um, because uh, you know despite what um, people might expect, the stereotype of the new the new parent only talking about their kids and alienating their old friends. Um, I would say we don't talk about Falcon that much when we're in a big friend group. I mean, we certainly do when he's there and he's, you know, right. calling for attention by being a ham. But uh, a lot of the time, uh, you know, we're out at night, we're out at dinner. He, he doesn't really come up that much. Um, and I think that's a good thing, right? We're talking about the same things we've always talked about in some ways. Um, but that makes it even more of a really exciting outlet when you do start to, to make friends with an, another dad, especially other first-time dads. Um, so, yeah, I, I really enjoy just being able to share in that conversation. Um, you know, maybe I'm uh, a little unusual and <laughs> I really like mundane conversation. I could talk about my child's, uh, you know, uh, poop habits uh, ad nauseum and, and not get bored, but... Um, I think it's it is a nice outlet and a nice shared experience. Um, I will say the one place it hasn't happened that you know you might expect from the movies is the playground. Uh, we spend a lot of time at the playground uh, next to other parents, and it is the most bizarre interaction. I can't even describe it exactly, other than to say we never get further than sharing the names of our kids with each other. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, I know exactly what you mean. We, we, it's oh hi, or how old? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, seven months. Oh, great! And then you think that's a natural springboard into hi, I'm I'm Brendan. I this is my husband, my my wife, and it just it stops dead in the water right there. Why why is that? It's so strange. It's so strange, and I think about what a weird example we set for our kids in the playground by like standing next to these strangers and not really being, engaging, being afraid of strangers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There is a nice metaphor there of parents also being just as afraid of like, with as much stranger danger as their kid yes. should have. Yes. Yep. And, um, yeah. So, that advice of don't talk to strangers. Don't talk that's to good strangers. Advice. Yes. That's good advice from for kids of all ages. Don't make friends at the playground. Just compete for territory. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, you mentioned something interesting of 
you, with with the fact that you don't have too many friends with other kids now, when you do meet folks kind of of a similar cohort who do have kids, it is fun to know that you're kind of breaking ground yeah, uh, and being sort of a trailblazer. Uh, because for us, I think what we've been able to do is, I mean, in hindsight, right? Like I realize part of what we are doing when we bring what's her name out and show her around and sort of just have her in our lives is we're kind of setting a precedent for friends, not in terms of obviously not in terms of how to raise their kids, but just in terms of like what's sort of even doable in, in our current life in, in a big city like New York. Um, like, is it super annoying to do something that I think is super annoying? It's like, well, you know, Brendan and Aaron did this, this, this. You know, there's, there is something kind of, uh, it makes you feel good a little bit. It's not, and I'm, I'm not making any sort of noble grand service to mankind here. But I do think that for a group of friends who kind of comes up together and roughly hits the same milestones around the same time, yep. uh, it's nice to have someone do it first, you know? Yeah. And I think, I yeah. think that, and I, I, you know, just, just following what's her name's Instagram feed. She lives a very active life. Uh, she is out there. She is seeing the city. Uh, and I think that isn't probably inspiring for friends without kids that this is not going to destroy. <laughs> yeah. Them. Well, yeah. What's her name has a, uh, her assistant will not stop trying to get us to nail down dates. And her, her publicist is calling us back saying, you know, baby Vogue really wants this photo shoot for this day. And we're like, didn't you get enough last month? How could you need more pictures? So, so no. No, my daughter is more fun than me. That is for sure. Hey, Dad! So a game we like to play on Dad Men is a, it's a little game called Would You Rather, where we will give you, uh, well, we, we will give each other a scenario where we have to make one of two choices. Um, and for this week's episode, I think it would be fun to keep the theme of friends and dads uh, and how those two mix or don't. So, right, I'm going to ask you a question, okay. and you have to pick one of these two options. So, would you rather be only friends with a single other dad, or only be friends with as many children as you like? <laughs> this is this is a pretty uh, I don't know uh, Alice in Wonderland type scenario. I'm just imagining me and a bunch of kids and how that how that uh yeah peter pan comes to mind also yeah i mean i, I think it'd be fun to like just always dominate in the pickup games uh, you would you know, destroy the basketball court. Yeah. i would right um, in a contest like billy madison but uh so so tell me this uh how old are these kids so great question that's the other thing about this game is that clarifying questions are not only uh expected they're encouraged um <laughs> let's say these kids are they're old enough to be kind of sweet, street smart uh, like 11, 12 years old. Okay. Like these are All right. So I could kids. be the cool older friend who, who introduces them to some, some bad habits. You're much or older. Something. Yeah. You're at least 20 years older than these kids and they are kids. Well, I'm, like they're not like I'm, peach fuzz, prepubescent skater kid. These yeah. are like, these are children. <laughs> I, you know, I, at the end of the day, uh, as fun as that sort of, uh, you know, uh, Robin Williams in hook, scenario looks on camera i think i would just grow really tired of that and i'll take a best friend i'll take a best single other dad friend how about uh, you so 
This is interesting because I, when I read this question, I interpreted this single other dad friend as like not necessarily a best friend. He's just a nice guy. Uh, but that being said, could you ever be in a position to make a best friend with an 11-year-old if you're 32? I don't think that that's any better, you know? <laughs> so I think knowing what I know about how important it is when you talk to someone to be friends with them, to have a lot of stuff in common, as much, to your point, as much as the Neverland, you are the pan, here is the sword situation where you're ruling a bunch of children, Yes. Uh, sounds great on paper. I'm going to have to go with the kind of boring, nice guy friend as well. I, you know, it's like imagine you're, you're stranded on a desert island with one person. You'll, you'll make it work. You'll make it work, right? You'll probably make it work. Uh, yeah. Okay. okay. I've got one for you, Brendan. Uh, would you rather have none of your friends ever become dads or all of your friends become dads at the same time? With triplets. With triplets. With triplets. Not just dads. Yeah. Because I do think, to, to the point you brought up earlier in the show, of it's nice to have kind of, uh, you know, a familiar group of, of friends in terms of life situation. So I do think having friends with kids is great for, for me. It makes, you know, it's a lot of shared resources and materials at people, different people's houses. Um and, you know, we can talk about the same stuff, like we were mentioning earlier. So that sounds great. Um, and I would wish that level of happiness and sort of a more full life on anyone, you know. Um, I think having kids, you know, if you don't want to have kids, don't have kids. But if, if you don't think you'll have fun, that's not really a reason. I think having a kid is, is a transformative experience. So I would but wish no, that. nobody wants triplets, though. Nobody wants, yeah, that's the last thing I was going to say. Isn't, uh, triplets sound like the worst. And I'm so sorry for anyone who ever has uh, triplets. Twins. Seems like a really, really tough hand to be dealt, but you can make it work, right? Triplets yeah. is that you, you there. There's more one more kid than you have hands. Um, it's it just sounds truly, truly bad, and like not in a fun, oh you know, life's happy accidents kind of way. Like it sounds horrible. Um, and if all of my friends without kids became dads <laughs> at the same time with triplets. Uh, I would rather them, it sounds really kind of cold and clinical and Machiavellian, but I would almost rather them never become parents. Yeah, and if I, if I could just take out of the equation for a moment, you know, their aspirations to be parents or not, uh, I will say, you know, like we described earlier, when we get together with our friends, many of them delight in Falcon, they lend a hand. Uh, many of them are probably uh, people he would say are his best friends. Uh, if he if he could uh, put a word to it, um, and so I think I think I'd take that. Well, uh, I have a doozy for you, Ryan. Um, would you rather have your only dad friends be grandfathers or teen dads? Wait, so they're they're, they're like grandfather age, or they are grandfathers? So their their children are my age, essentially. Their kids are your age, are your kids' age. Or yes. So you both decided to reproduce around the same time. Got it. Oh, oh, gosh. So they're just old. These are elderly parents. men. And not like <laughs> cool 60s, like right. three-quarter life crisis kind of thing. These are like uh, somehow an 82-year-old man has a, has a toddler. 
I, you know, and those are all I, of your friends. I would say I do not identify with either. I could still become just one of them in a in the worst case scenario. Yes, eventually, uh, yeah, you will be in their shoes. <laughs> no, because they're going to no. die and leave their shoes at the playground. That's what I mean. <laughs> so you'll. I would. I would have. To, I've always had. And if, I mean, I loved my own grandfather. I've had, an, I've always had an affinity, affinity for older people, and I hate teenage boys. So I guess I would have to say, um, I'll hang out with the grandpas. Let's play shuffleboard. Let's play bridge over some whiskey. And um, you know, I certainly do not want to be doing uh, whatever, making whatever mistakes those teen dads have and will make. You know, I don't want to participate in that. Yeah, and so for me, I don't know. I think. Would the teen dads be chastened out of their teenhood by being a dad? Or would they still be like a shitty teenager? I think they'd be the shittiest teenager. Right? How'd they end up like this? I, I mean, you know, walk a mile in some of the shoes. Very, very true. But I think most teen dads are probably terrible fathers. Um, That's true. It was a physical impossibility. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you just didn't do your homework. That's, 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 that's your, right. how you ended where you are. Um, That's right. You know, I think I would go for the elderly granddad age fellow dads. But I do, you know, even with like the shitty teenagers, I think they would be in such like a black hole of despair and help that like having a pretty average age dad in the mix as their best friend would like, yeah. I would maybe appreciate that if I was a teen dad. That's a good point. Although the 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 child of the grandfather would also appreciate having you around to toss a baseball with. That is true because they're yeah, his dad has horrible osteoporosis and can't throw right. anything. Dad. So what we learned today, I I don't know really what we learned today, but I will say. Um, you know, we may be dads, but we still love to have fun. Uh, even if we reject that invitation nine times out of ten because it doesn't seem special enough, still invite us yes. if you have fun with us being there. Because one out of ten times, we're going to say yes, and we're going to we're going to love you for the invitation. It, it it that is absolutely right on the money. I I think it's like it's an honor just to get nominated. They say at the Oscars, and most people don't mean that, but we really do. Like it's it feels good <laughs> to be looped in on stuff, even if there's no way we can make it. Um, and if you have friends who have little kids, uh, you know, they haven't changed. They're just dealing with something crazy and unpredictable and wonderful at the same time. So just, just be there for them and they'll appreciate it. I think that's a pretty nice way to cap off this episode. Anything else, Ryan? No, that's good for me. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, if you like the show, give us a rating in iTunes. It helps us, helps people find us. Um, and we are very much looking forward to seeing you all again uh, right here at this very channel next time. And until then, have great lives. See you, everybody. Bye.